Kids Productions. So we ready to go. Welcome to the Richard Ray Show, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Richard Ray. I'm so excited to be back, man. This last month, month and a half has been truly, truly, truly hectic, man. If it hasn't been one thing, it has been another. And, uh, man, last two weekends I've been moving, ironically, right? Why does it take someone two weeks, two weekends to move? Long story. But I am blessed and I am thankful that I'm finally in my new place. Uh, I've just, you know, last time I was on, I, t- I said I was going through a journey and uh, I'm still going through that journey, man. And it's really, 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 really paying off. And I'm I'm truly excited. Um, And I'm steadily learning new things about myself every single day. So I'm I'm really excited about that as well. So if you're still alive, be comfortable and be happy that you can still learn something new about yourself. You are not who you currently are forever. You can always, always transition into a new you if you choose to do so. You know what I'm saying? But uh, who am I? Who am I? Who is Richard Ray? That's a great question. I think it's time for people just to know who I am. Maybe it's, maybe it'll relate to some of you. I don't know. So Richard Ray, who am I? I'm 31. Have two children. I work every single day. I grind every single day. Hmm. Somebody said, Richard, I see where you get it from. See, my mama, she's always been a hard worker all of her life. All of her life. When I say all of her life, I mean it. Hustles. And when I say like, I yawn every day. I probably yawn a hundred times a day because I am so exhausted every single day. Because if I'm not at work on the weekends, I got my children. And if I don't have my children, even I got my children, either one or both of my children every weekend. And uh, I'm always tired. I don't think there's been a day that Ken hasn't seen me that I haven't yawned. Is there been a day like you seen me that I haven't yawned, Ken? No, it's like you. It's like every five seconds. It is right, and and I think it's like just subconscious. But I just be, I just be so tired, man. I be, I be so. People are like, how can you, how can you do what you do for a living, man? And uh, and and still, some like, hey, when you see them paychecks, brother. I see the thing is the fact like. For a long time for myself, um, I played victim in, 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 in a lot of my life uh, when it came down to some of the decisions that I've made in my life. And I was trying to figure out why am I steadily losing? Why is life not working out the way that I needed to work out? Why am I not successful like everybody else? And I had to come to a conclusion that, Richard, you are where you are because you haven't taken accountability for controlling your thoughts, for controlling your steps, for taking accountability for who you are and where you are. Because where you are at this time is going to be a sum total of the decisions that you have made that led you to this point. And a lot of us will never be able to say that that we've taken control of our lives because we spend so much time uh, uh, focused on everything. Yes, I heard some. I, I I was I met a lady yesterday after getting some some tires done. Well, no, what was it? Was it some tire? Yeah, getting some tires done. 
And she said, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not even a part of the team. I said, what you mean? She said, I'm just here to to make it even. Okay, even in what? And I said, because it seemed like you're running things right now. She said, yeah, I, I don't get paid enough, though. I'm like, okay, cool, you don't get paid enough. She said, I get paid enough to pay my bills, and, and, and you know, I don't have any money extra after that, but, you know, hey, at least my bills are taken care of. And it throws me for a loop that people are okay with making that statement, but not, are not okay with. I'm not saying she doesn't want to change it, but not being okay with learning how to be able to change it. Some of us, we get so much caught up into um, the things that happen to us that we forget that we can change the situations to make them happen for us. Right. And sometimes uh, things are going to things are going to happen to you for a while, but you have to change your mindset and renew and just turn your back on the things that made you the old you and walk into a new you. You see what I'm saying? Because if you continue to look at the same wall every single day, if you continue to look at the same journey, see your journey is going to be your journey regardless of where it is. However, you your path can switch at any point, right? The the question is that are you willing to change the degrees of your path, or are you steadily heading down the same road that you've been heading down this whole time? I made a reel the other day on Facebook and I said, when I die, I don't want it to be because of circumstance. I want and need it to be because I have nothing left to give because I've given life all that I had. And I finished at the line. I mean, I finished through the line and not at the line. And that reference being and that reference being finishing through the line and not at the line. So when you run track. Your, your track coach always tells you finish through the line. And the reason why you finish through the line is because you're giving it all that you have until you cross the line. You're, you're, you're forcing yourself. You're pushing yourself all the way through the line. You're not slowing down until you cross that line. Right. But not a lot of us, we don't even give life half or a quarter of, of what we can give it. And most of us will never be able to say on our dying bed, that I've given life everything that I had. Most of us will be able to say, or most of us will say, life has taken everything away from me. So I guess at this point, you got to try to figure out what do you want to say on your last, on, on, on your, in your last days? Do you want to say, I've given life everything that I had? Or do you want to say, Life has wore me down and taken everything that I had. Your mindset determines that you can be a victor or a victim. See, when you say, oh, I've given life all I had, it's like you've been in a, you've been in a boxing ring with life all your life and said, hey, you know what? You can punch me. You can knock me down. But know what? No matter what, I'm going to get back up. Right. You could say that. But so much of so many of us just allow life to just to give us the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, over and over and over again. It's like getting punched in the face without putting your guard up. It's like we let life knock us unconscious. And after we're knocked unconscious, life just gives gives us the same punches all over again, every which way. And we slowly, slowly dissipate. Until we can't get up anymore. But now it really transcends. It, it, now it really transcends into. 
who are you? Because if you haven't figured out who you are in life, life will have its way with you. Hmm. So, Ken, let me ask you this. Do you want to be able to say that you've given life everything that you had or that life has taken everything out of you? I'd rather say I've given life everything I have. It's kind of like, that's what I wake up and think every day. Like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, damn, I didn't do this one thing because either I was, like, scared or I thought life was against me. It's like, I feel like with every situation, like, everything's situational. Like, yeah, people have things that go bad, but you can always see another avenue to go towards, even if absolutely, even if it's not going to get you immediately where you want to be, it might like sooner or later, you know, down the path. Absolutely. And that is true. I mean, I was listening to this, uh, this motivational mix a couple of weeks ago. And I still don't know who said it, but it, it really, 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 really touched me. Uh, I'm just paraphrasing this one. The guy came on and he said, one of the smartest people that he knew never finished the third grade. He dropped out of third grade to help his family on the farm, right? And he's speaking in regards to his father. Mind you, as his father gets older, he knows the meaning of hard work. And so uh, his father worked at the same place. I think it was an academy or school. It just let's just let's just reference that reference it as a as a job. His dad had the same job for thirty years plus, and the job was fifteen minutes away from from his house. His his wife finally asked him, but even though the even though the job was fifteen minutes away from his house, he always left the house at three forty five in the morning. And his wife finally asked him, "Why do you leave the house so early?" And his response was simple, but so powerful. The reason why I leave the house so early is in hopes that one of my children sees my excellence. It it. <laughs> What that says, what that spoke to me was no matter what the scenario is, no matter where you come from, you can always have a particular level of excellence. You may not have the best level of excellence, but you know you have the level of excellence that you can execute at and still make an impact. That that when I when I heard that, bro, it stopped me in my tracks. And right now it just, it, 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 it has my, it has my heart beating. I can literally feel my heart beating out of my chest. It's, 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 it's crazy. But I'm so excited though, man. I'm so excited. So my place, my new place, man, it's out. It's a very, very beautiful place. It sucks on how you got to get into it, but. When you get to when you get to it, it's very beautiful. And, and I stopped. I got my I got my apartment cleansed, you know, uh, because I believe like I'm I'm real heavy on spirits, you know what I'm saying, and, and energies, right? And uh, whether you believe it or not, it's real. Like I I don't I don't care. I I, I don't care what anybody says. But I had my I as as my apartment was getting cleansed today. I was just sitting in reflection and just thinking about where I've come from and where I am now. And I'm excited about where I'm going to go.
what had to happen was I had to stop being ashamed of who I was and stop being ashamed of where I come from and stop. And I had to stop and let go of the words and energies that have been put on me over the years that that was not of, that wasn't of my choosing, and I didn't understand. And and I finally understand why people say words hurt. It's not even Im, the the immediate impact of words. You can have a huge impact, but the worst part of it is the lingering effect. That a thought. Like afterwards, you mean? The, not even just the thought, just the yeah. The, no, you're right. The the thought, the thought that these words could even be said to you, and now, what happens is, because somebody had the audacity to say it to you, it's like, damn, is that really true? Is that really me? Is this really how the world views me? Man, I had a, that's what I had to let go. I had to let go of the words and the spirits that were attached, that I allowed to be attached to me. And when I started letting go of those types of energies, I started welcoming my own energy and living in my own energy and just loving myself. And people, people, people are coming around in love and I'm in and, and I'm loving it. I had to have a conversation with my moms. Um maybe my mama listens to this episode one day. Maybe she won't. Who knows? But it's okay. I'm not afraid I'm not ashamed of my mother. And so I I'm not ashamed of her story. My mother had me when she was 17 years old. And she's always lived her life needing to be able to take care of her children my mother was always that mother that works two to three jobs because she was a single mother most of the time every morning I would every morning especially on the weekends every morning she would come and get me out of the bed and put all of us all of the kids in the bed in her bed and I would be responsible with watching the kids all day, making sure they were, I'm probably like eight, nine years old. Uh, I w- I'm responsible for putting all the kids in the bed. Well, you know, keeping everybody safe in the house, feeding the kids when, when they got up, uh, cooking if I needed to. Uh, but the crazy part about it is, and, and every time she would leave the house at four, she would leave the house anywhere between three to four o'clock in the morning every morning because she had to walk to the bus stop. And so when she would do that, I would. We had this big old sun window in the living room, and she would have to. It's dark outside when she's leaving, right? And so I'm watching her as she's as she's walking until I can't see her anymore. And mind you, it, it, in her walking, she has to walk underneath. She has to go underneath this bridge. And when I say it's dark, it's pitch black underneath this bridge. And so at this point, I don't know if she's even made it to the bus stop or made it to work until she calls me. And then every single time, every day, she would have to be, she would be home at a particular time. And if she wasn't home at this particular time, I would be worried. I don't know my mom's childhood. I will never know my mother's childhood. 
but I know her grind and I know her hustle. One thing I told my mom a couple weeks ago was the fact that, mama, you have to stop being ashamed of where you come from and who you are and of your past. You have to embrace it because if you embrace, I said, if you don't embrace it, somebody will miss their solution. Somebody will miss the 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 help that they needed. I said, once you once you embrace your once you embrace who you are, stop being ashamed. You'll be able to control and take take hold of who you are and be able to be okay with where you're going to go next because you have much more of a positive outlook. And my mother has this habit of anytime I would call her and talk to her, you know, just trying to see where her head was and see about her life, you know, see, you know, just see how she's doing. You know, she'd tell me about everybody else's problems and everybody else's situations. This last conversation we had, I told her, I said, mama, I don't care about that. You're telling me something that I don't care about. I said, you have that habit of distracting me, not distracting me, but distracting yourself and trying to avoid talking about you and what you're really thinking and what you're going through by talking about somebody else. I don't care about that. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm talking to you about, right? I need you to tell me about you. I need you to tell me about what's going on with you. And man, I tell you, bro, this is one of the conversation. This is a conversation to where, like, it has to be a real conversation. Because as a, as a man, as the caliber of man that I am, I know how I want to treat women because I've seen so much in my life of how women are not supposed to be treated. That I'm at a point in my life to where, mama, I just want to see you happy. I want to see you actually happy. And it took, and it took a, 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 a real conversation like mama. No, I call you on your bullshit, bro. I need you to be honest with yourself. Stop hiding away from yourself. And one thing I realized over the years is the fact that single parents, whether a man or a woman, mainly women though, subconsciously they use their children as a reason and a means to why they don't succeed at their dreams, at their goals. And when and 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 as their children get older, they're like, Mama, why you don't why you don't do this? Oh, because I had you. Now you're telling your child that you were a burden. You were the reason why I wasn't able to be me. And and that does something to the child subconsciously. They don't think about it. You don't really realize it. And I and I seen this. I actually after it's crazy because I after I had this conversation with my moms. I seen a, I think it was YouTube clip or a Facebook clip, and this and this and this young black lady, this young black girl was like, she said something in in reference to like, you know, when you tell us we're the reason why you wasn't successful at what you wanted to be successful at, it lets us, it tells us that 
we were the burden, we were the problem. And I think the only reason why a lot of single women say that is because they stay in the realm of my children are my whole world. But if a one, if women start to get out of that process of my children are my whole world, they'll be able to be more successful. When they can transition from my children are my whole world to my children are a big part of my world, not my entire world, then women will be successful. And I say everything that I say at this point because it's it, it's it's about it's simply about going for what you want at this point. Chasing and discovering who you truly are at this point without any reserves, without any reservations. I need I need everyone to love themselves. I need everyone to embrace themselves. I need everyone to understand that I am great, that I am greatness. I was born with greatness. I embody greatness, but my journey transitions me from greatness over to legendary because now when I walk in the realm of being legendary, now I'm impacting people's lives, whether I realize it or not. And I exist for generations to come. And I'm winning at life. And I'm being victorious at life. I need someone to hear the fact, especially my beautiful women, even my, my, my fathers or my men that feel like they're not worthy of things. Everyone, everyone, everyone that feels like life is just against them right now. Sit still. Bring calm to yourself. And take control of your thoughts. Manifest in your mind. Close your eyes and envision what it is that you want. Even if you don't know what it is. If you sit calm. Close your eyes and just sit and stare into the darkness behind your lids. Something will come to you. Because what's crazy is when you close your eyes, you see nothing but darkness. But because you want to find a way out of it, your mind will start imagining things. to really help you put something in front of you that you can chase after. The thing is that life is going to beat you up again. Like I stated in the beginning, life is going to try to take everything away from you, but it is truly up to you to fight back, to get in the ring with life, give it a couple of one twos, jabs, haymakers, swings, Whatever it is, kicks. Because with life, there are no holes barred. Do you understand me? 
It's like you got to fight life. Like you fighting a like you fighting a complete stranger that's trying to take it away from you. Like you're trying to fight a complete stranger that's trying to take your baby away from you. Listen, you are your most valuable asset outside of the bills, outside of the money. You are your absolute best asset. And you have to realize that you are valuable. But let me tell you this. Don't overvalue yourself. Your value, your, there's different levels of value that you have to be okay with understanding. And you have to be okay with saying, hey, my value is here right now. But my value has to elevate and I have to get be more. I have to I have to raise my value. And the only way that you're going to do that is by investing in yourself. I don't even know where to see where to see. I don't even know how I even got to this part of this conversation, but sorry. Um, hmm. What you gotta say, Ken? I'm just listening. You, you're, you're really into it, so. I, I am, man. I, I don't know. Like, I just, my, because, bro, honestly, I've been going through a whole lot of financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm changing my financial base. I'm changing the way I think about money. I'm changing how I build generational wealth, and it, it just really sparked a whole nother, a whole nother aspect of, of, of where I'm trying to go in life. And there's a lot of people out there that want these solutions and want these answers. But the difference between me and those people is the fact that I want to go look for the information. And I'm applying the information. A lot of us, one, we don't go look for the information. Or two, when we do find the information, we don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Or three, we find the information and we run away from it. My mom, my mama said the other day when I was giving her, when we were giving her this financial education, she was like, well, this is information that they don't want us to know. I said, I don't care about what they don't want us to know. I said, Mom, if they don't want to give you the information, you got to go take it. You got to go find it and grab it for yourself. It's out there. They can't stop you from getting it. They can make it damn near impossible for you to get it. But it doesn't stop you from getting it. The only thing that stops you at the end of the day is you. This is why I say you have to be victorious against yourself. And this is why you have to understand who you are as a person. Listen, most of the time when somebody says, who are you? You give them your name, right? People think their name makes them who they are. People think their age makes them who they are. People think their skin color makes them who they are. But these are things that were given to you. Only thing that isn't given to you truly is who you are. That's something that you take for yourself. That's something that you grab for yourself. That's something that you give to the world. The world is going to see you for who you are, but the world is going to see you by your name, your age, your color, and your religion, whatever the case may be. But the world only knows that part about you. The thing is, is that who are you when you go and find you? And it is going to be a forever and life long journey. But back to my mama. I told my mama, mama, stop being so ashamed of who you are and embrace it because without you, somebody is going to miss their solution. I said, mama, if I want to go tell your story right now, you know how many women would relate to this? Like, 
Mommy, if you decided to write a book about your journey, you know how many copies of that book you would sell? You know how many lives you would change? It's, 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 it's crazy. She doesn't even have to technically write it herself. She can just, because there's those things where you go talk to an author and then they'll write it for you and they'll publish it for you. You just tell your story. I need you to find that for me. Yeah. I, I found out about it like, I think like two years ago. I need you to find that for me. I would love for her to do that. I don't even know my mama's story, like I said. But you know what's crazy, man? People, my mama, people say, oh, Richie, your mama's so sweet. <laughs> She's sweet now. Bruh, I tell people all the time, man, my mama's sweet now, but y'all don't even understand. I done seen my mama fight. I done seen my mama beat up dudes. I done seen my mama beat up women. I done seen my mama beat up two people, three people at a time. Not exaggerating. Like, seriously. And so my mama was one of those mamas. And if you push her to the point, she'll still be one of those mamas. Come outside. She not talking about, like, whooping you. She talking about beating your ass up. You know what I'm saying? And my mama got heavy hands, bro. Like, my mama has heavy hands, bro. And, like, last time me and my, last time my mama was about to whoop me, I don't even know, I remember how old I was. I was still in high school. She said, I said something. She said, come outside. I said, uh, no, <laughs> not at all. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just say that, man, because I, I, I love my mama to the point that I can be honest with her. And my mama realizes that when I tell her and when I talk to her, when I tell her about things, she may not like it. But she knows it's coming from the love that I have for her. And she knows that it's coming from the aspect that I want to see her in a better position. And I want her to embrace the fact that she's it's not too late to, to change her position, to change her life. Yeah, you may be 40-something. I'm 31. Jim, she was 17. 48. My mom not even 50 years old yet. Not even 50 years old. Used to have plenty of life to live. Plenty. I guess at this point, my, 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 my single black mothers that have children, regardless of how old your children are, but especially to the women that are older than 45, that have children that are grown. Your children love you and they want nothing but the best for you because you want the best for them. Because you've made mistakes in your life, doesn't mean that you are a mistake. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means that you made a mistake. 
as children and as being adults at this point, we understand what it is to be an adult and to be flawed. And you no longer have to be, you know how, you no longer have to have that perfect image any longer. And it's okay to take advice from your children because they may say something that gets to you, that, ha that helps you move a whole lot differently in your life. Because it is not too late. You're worth more than you absolutely know. And if you truly want to be different and change your circumstances, change them. If you didn't finish high school, go and get your GED. If you didn't finish college, go back and finish. If you didn't finish something in your life or if you didn't start something in your life that you want to start, start it. Allow the love and inspiration of your children to be the reason why you go for it. I'll say this for myself. My, me and my son, we watched the new Doctor Strange movie a couple weeks back. My son calls me the next day, say, hey, dad. I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? Hey, dad, I got a theory. I said, oh, you got a theory at eight years old. He said, yeah. All right, cool. What's your theory, man? Sometimes I refer to my son as my little homie. He said, Dad, yeah. He said, what if dreams are a portal to another world or dimension? I said, son, I don't know, but you can figure it out, right? I said, in order for you to figure it out, you have to go to school. Get smarter, and you got to get your PhD for people to take you serious. He said, okay, cool. I get it. So I said, so you're going to get your PhD? He said, yes. I'm like, all right, cool. I said, so, question. He said, sure. What's up? I said, do you want me to get my PhD? Yes. I'm like, damn, why did I set myself up? But I took it in this manner, though, because I've always I've always wanted to go back to school or finish school. And I'm excited about the process of life now in my, at this point in my life. And my son saying he wanted me to go back to get my Ph.D. Spoke to me. I'm like, OK, cool. And it reminded me of that story I told you about the third, the, 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 the guy that said the smartest person that he knows never finished the third grade. And it reminded me back in the day when me and his mother broke up. And I was sitting on the couch. I was sitting on my brother's couch, sleeping on my brother's couch, holding my son. He's probably like a year, year and a half. I cry, crying, bro. I was just sitting there holding him. He was sleeping. And I started crying. I said, son, no matter what, I'm going to give you everything that you need. I'm going to give you everything that you want. I promise. And in that moment of my son saying, I want you to get your PhD, it's so it told it reconfirmed to me that everything that I do is to it is in hopes that my children will see my level of excellence and to be able to grab it, to be able to adapt it to their life and be able to reach 
levels of life that I could only imagine and dream of. And it's going to happen because there's going to be challenges that they face that I never faced when they get older. But I'm excited. My son, my son's mom called me the other day. Oh, guess what? Mark was a tutor in class. Because he just, he started school Wednesday. Of, yeah, he started school Wednesday of last week. He said a tutor in class. I'm like, ah, a tutor. Oh, my son, a tutor. He's like, yeah, dad, I was a tutor. I'm like, ah, there you go, son. You're starting. You're making me proud. And I said, what's, I said, tutor. Well, so what subject were you tutoring? He said, well, dad. Teacher was helping other kids, and I already knew what I was doing. And so she asked me to help, help, uh, help some other students. I was like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you, my son. You're already starting to lead. That's my child." And I was so excited because it really shows that the things that I do, that he partakes in, that he observes is rubbing off and I love it. And even if my son doesn't get his PhD, to be able to see, you know what? He'll be able to tell his friends, his family, the universe, whatever, if if they on Star Trek level life at this point, you know what I'm saying? If, if Whatever level life they at, Star Trek level, they can tell the universe, you know, my dad, my seen my dad struggle, and I seen my dad win. And I seen the process in which it took for him to change his life, for him to become a victor. And because I seen him do it, there is no reason why I can't do it myself. I'm that I'm that I'm that guy in a way that never finished third grade. You know what I'm saying? I just want my kids to see my level of excellence and aspire to be more and do more, you know? And I'm, and, 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 and I hope that I can impact the world in that manner. I hope that the world sees me and says, you know what? We need him. He has, he has impacted our lives in so many different ways that I want to, I, I, you know what? I wouldn't mind getting a Nobel Peace Prize. You know? Is, did I say it right? Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. Is that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving life. Even through all the uncertainties. And I will win no matter what. So to all the people out there that feel as though they have no value. You have it. And if you want to be more valuable. Change your circumstances. By changing the small decisions. That lead to the big decisions. Every step of the way. Just because you've messed up doesn't mean you have to stay there. 
You can learn from it and keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. And the world will try to keep you where you were. And people will always say, I remember who you, I remember, oh, you ain't nothing but that person. But your actions will show who you've elevated to become. I heard this one pastor say, people steadily, no, he said, stop trying to explain yourself to people that choose to continue to misunderstand you. Remove them, control the energies that flow around you, and get in the ring with life and fight back. Although life, although life will win, ultimately, let's be honest, life would, nobody has ever been able to put life in a chokehold. But as long as you throw, as long as you fight back, people in life that's being, that are the spectators will remember. So you're worth it. You're strong. You are greatness born. And you are legendary bound. And say this to help change your small decisions that lead an impact to the that that impact the bigger decisions. That you demand what you desire because you desire what you deserve. It's your boy, Richard Ray. Thank y'all for listening. See y'all next week. Yeah. <laughs>